We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. All right, so if I'm talking and suddenly I just shut up and there's silence on the air, the, the uh, fire alarm is flashing here at the building. And uh, it hadn't been flashing here. Now it's flashing up here on the seventh floor. When I walked in today, I met Heidi downstairs in the lobby. She was down there. And as soon as I walked in, I knew what was going on. <laughs> One of the most obnoxious fire alarms ever devised by man here. Like a whistle. Yeah. And then it's got that uh, the lights flash because of it. Then I got up to the seventh floor, and uh, the lights didn't come on in the hallway. And I thought that was kind of interesting as well. But our lights. Can are you hear it outside now? Well, the the strobe a little bit. The strobe stopped flashing here. Oh yeah, it stopped. Progress. Okay. Well, that's something. Fire department must be here. Must put out the fire wherever. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, that's but that's what we were greeted with today as we walked into the building. It was kind of interesting to say the least. Uh, Chris Rock is uh, putting ice on his jaw still this morning <laughs> after uh, Will Smith whacked him a good I heard one about that at the. Uh, academy awards you know i gotta tell you if if i won an academy award and guy the presenter or whatever made fun of my wife i might do the same thing that that's kind of stupid i understand rock is a comedian and all yeah, that but stuff. i mean you, you got consequences you know, yeah yeah that. that's just being some stuff's off limits yeah. yeah 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 i mean he made it clear and i was talking to heidi and she said evidently there's some history uh about Rock making fun of Jada Pinkett Smith, his wife, uh, in the past. So uh, he went, luckily he hit him open palmed. Yeah. I, I guess he did. Mark. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It looked, looked like, like it he just smacked this, him in the head. This is this slap. I mean, what would it say if you hit him with a fist and he just <laughs> stood there stunned and looked at you? Said, you hit like your girl. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I can just imagine. He, he might have, Will Smith might have taken a second, a second, <laughs> a second try at it. Uh. You got to wonder how much that's. I mean, it didn't look staged. I mean, he did make fun of his well, wife, but a lot yeah. of those live show controversies are staged because nowadays nobody watches award shows anymore, and they got to get people to talk about them for some reason. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be about the awards. Well, I'm talking about it yeah. all right i'm talking it's about working it. you know and i told you know he yelled back at the stage from his seat he said don't let her her name come out of your effing mouth that's what he said to him <laughs> it was and i thought it was interesting heidi was telling me that uh here in the united states abc bleeped it because they they're on a, a delay oh yeah like and they, they, i think they got like a 10 second delay if i'm not mistaken and uh japan and australia Aired it in all of its uh, profanity because they don't 
they don't do any of that kind of stuff. It's kind of like, you know, we think you're adults and you can handle this. You know? <laughs> well, Japan, yeah, they don't really, they don't have curse words in their language, not really, not like we do. So, and they hear our words, they don't get the big deal out of it. <laughs> yeah, well, you're right about that. Yeah, Australia, though, they're so strict about everything. I'm sure they weren't happy. That country has gone way left. I don't understand what happened. They used to be way right. They used to be firmly in the column of, of freedom. Then they gave up their guns. And now well, yeah, them. now they, they're afraid to say anything, get a, get a bullet. Uh, because I had an RAF flight that was on Guam when I was there at Anderson. And these guys, I played cricket with them and all kinds of stuff. Uh, they're, they're the ones that introduced me to foster beer. You know, I used to call that beer in an oil can. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen a foster yeah. can? It's huge. It's huge. And uh, they wanted me to take a hop and fly over to Australia, and I never did. And they just said, Dave, you don't know what you're missing. The Australian women love American men. And I said, why is that? He says, you'll spend money on them. <laughs> Australian men, we don't care. <laughs> uh, so a friend of mine, I'm going to be streaming on his YouTube channel tonight. He's from Australia. He moved to, um, unfortunately, California. And he, he hates. He says he he hates it in California, but he he likes it there better than going Australia. back to Australia. Because he said, like, yeah, my homeland's changed so much, I never want to. Get it really back. has. It's really yeah. it's it's shocking how it's changed. When I was in I went in the Air Force, I was in the late 70s, early 80s, and uh, the guys over there, from what they said, Australia's was kind of like in the mid-50s in the way their uh, culture was. So uh, it was kind of interesting. I should have gone. Now I want to go, and I can't afford it. Well, I mean, even if you went now, it's not the Australia you have. Yeah, that they had back then. You kind of missed your window. Yeah. Yeah. Me too, though. But I never wanted to get on a plane for that long either. (laughs) I mean, I flew to Guam. That was bad enough. To fly all the way down to Australia on the bottom of the world, of the globe? No, I don't think I want to do that. Or take a take a cruise that takes two weeks just to get there. Yeah, but you yeah. get to eat all the way there. <laughs> yeah, but once you they get there, roll me off the you ship. Weigh twenty pounds more. Yeah, but yeah. once you get there, everything there tries to eat you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they have more poisonous animals in, in Australia than any other place in, in the world. Yeah, you don't oh, really? sleep in a sleeping bag at night out no, in the wilderness. No, like you do in the Ozark. I guess uh, you get up on the you get in a, one of those. Um, Things that you tie between the trees or whatever. Oh, yeah, like a hammock. A hammock, yeah, and hang above the ground and don't get on the ground because there's a lot of things that can bite and sting you. (laughs) Spiders can climb, though. Oh, yeah, you're right about that. They can. Spiders can climb. The snakes over there can get up on trees, and they got a lot of venomous snakes. So, yeah, I don't know if I really want to visit that much. I I did have a friend from the radio station uh, the FEN station there on Guam that went, uh, what was Tom's last name? It was Tom. First name was Tom. I don't remember his last name now. And uh, he went over there, and, you know, koala bears are really cute looking, but they may be cute, but they don't like to be held. <laughs> he found out the hard <laughs> yes, way. Yes, he huh? did. He walked up. Uh, there was one hanging on a eucalyptus tree. And he went up and grabbed it and pulled it off. And it bit him. It turned around. And <laughs> have you ever seen the claws on a 
Yeah, a little oh, bit. I think they're, they're big. They're, they're worse than a cat. They though. ripped him up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Took him 40 stitches to close up his oh, chest. Oh, wow. Yeah, they got a hold of him. You ever see those videos of people who hop the fence at a zoo because they want to hug the panda? Oh, and the yeah. The panda just falls him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's a bear. laughs> what are you doing in my house? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do that. That's, that's true. Uh, it's like getting in a, in a cage with a polar bear. Like, I've never understood that. One of the biggest bears in the world. And that, <laughs> oh, well, that's the meanest bear yeah, in the world. Tear your head off, man, easily. Funny. All right, so what's uh, what's the big story today? Well, we can talk about President Biden and all the gaps he made while he was over in Brussels with NATO. We can talk about that. That's it. That's important. Or we he, can talk about Will Smith smacking. You know, well, yeah, you know, Chris Rock. It seemed equally important at this point. Which is sad. <laughs> Not really. I mean, no. I I, mean, I didn't watch the Oscars last night. I just saw the story on it, and no one watches the Oscars anymore. And watch some of the other stuff. Well, they've 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 buried themselves, yeah, because of their political views and wanting to get up and say things all the time. Did you know that Will Smith can lose his Oscar now because he did that? <laughs> they could take it back from him. Well, of course, I would always walk around and say, "I really won the Oscar." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they took it away from me because I I spoke up for my wife. Uh, I mean, that's a good enough reason to lose you. If they took it away from him, I don't think that would improve their ratings. No. (laughs) I I think they better start playing just a little little Uh, personal politics. Has has anybody here now, Mark, you're you're a big movie buff, okay? Uh, Horror movies. Yeah. Have you seen Coda yet? No, I haven't. I I don't even know what it's about. I'm so far behind on these. I mean, unless it's got Godzilla in it, I haven't seen it in the last few years. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have you gone and seen X yet? No, I have not. Oh, you got to go see that. You're gonna you're gonna like it. You really like it. You like me. You like horror movies, and uh, it's such a an homage to the slasher movies of the late seventies, early eighties. It's a lot of fun to watch. Some people will be offended by it. I'll warn you about it. You'll be offended if you don't like gratuitous violence. <laughs> there's a lot of violence in that movie. Just, just know that it's it's bad. All right. So over the weekend, the run the run of St. Petersburg stop. It's over with. They ran they ran into University of North Carolina and got their butts handed to them. I mean, they didn't score a basket for the first five minutes of that game, and then uh, the Razorbacks they decided to f- figure out we got to lay an egg somewhere along here in the tournament, and they put they laid it at the wrong time. And they got their butts handed to them. So, uh, but they got people coming back. They should have a very good team again next year. And we'll see who comes through the portal. You know, watching watching college sports now is like watching the old TV show, The Time Machine. Hmm. Do you remember that show? Probably not. I don't think any of you are old enough to even remember that show. There was this portal that they had that they would walk into and they'd end up somewhere else. Is that an Irwin Allen show? Yes. Yeah, it was and on then, Sci-Fi Channel in the 90s. And yeah, and then they walk out of it when they were coming from somewhere. So, you know, you always wonder who's going to come through the portal. You know, I, my favorite commercial about that is the, the kid that's leaving the football team at the college, uh, the Dr. Pepper commercial that they do for that. And he, he's going to go be a kicker. So, uh, he's going to be a kicker. And he says, a kicker. And the, <laughs> the police chief goes, let him go. <laughs> we don't need no kicker get him out of here anyway so you, you know just uh you know razorbacks had a great year 
got to the, the Elite Eight again, didn't get to the Final Four. It's just the way it is. That's pretty Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. The and dynasties, get, the dynasties are the dynasties for a reason. Yeah, they're, they're there this easy. year. When it's I all mean, when the smoke cleared, you know Villanova's there. They they've been there three times since 2016 Final Four. Then you've got uh, UNC is there. Duke is back, and uh, who else went, is there? Somebody else that's uh, one of the the teams that's there. All uh, Kansas, Kansas, yeah. yeah, Bill Self, he's there. They've been there 16 times to the Final Four. Now under Bill Self, only four times. You know, so don't. So, get, I mean, you go back 20 years. They were there. Same people. They were there. Same people, same programs. Yeah, they're but. still wearing the same uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> now they changed the names on the back of some of those uniforms. Some of them <laughs> don't have names on the back of the uniforms. I kind of like that. That's, I'm not a big uh, Penn fan, you know, you know, University of Pennsylvania. I'm not a big fan of theirs, but I do like the idea of not having names on the back of jerseys. You're part of a team. I like that whole concept. Paternal started that, and don't send me. I know some of the stuff that they've they've said that he did. All right, I understand. He looked the other way from on a coach. Okay, I understand that. Doesn't take away what he has done and what he did. He was a great coach. He was a good football coach. That uh, winning was everything to him. It was something we could talk about. All right, eighteen minutes after six, take our first break. I'm looking across the table at the guys. Was it a hard weekend? I don't know. Were you, are, are were you hitting the bottle time? hard this weekend, RD? Because you, well, you look slow today. Like I always say, you know, I feel like I have to sober up every morning, but I don't drink. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just that cold wind. Yeah. That's right. uh, right. flashing again. Let's take our break. We'll be back with more. Don't forget about East End Towing. they got a lot to talk about with you. Uh, if you have a problem out on the highway, no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it. They got all the answers. Call them, 501-888-8849, 501-888-8849. Remember, they belong to the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed, they're insured, and all of their trucks are permitted. That's 501-888-8849. Yeah, we had a, just a real quick discussion here. I was watching. I got Fox up on the uh, the little monitor we got in here in the studio. And uh, they were advertising the uh, fruits and vegetable pills that they always advertise. If you've ever gone on the website, suckers are expensive. I mean, real expensive. Now, you can buy ones that are just like them. You can, If you read the labels, which I tip, typically do, uh, that's why I don't have any problem when I buy cold and, you know, flu medicine if, it's, if, it, if i i look at yeah i, I get the off brand because i look at the the label that they're made out of and then i look at the the high priced one and they're exactly the same and the exact same measurements and everything so i buy the cheapest one that's there and uh you can buy those pills from different groups for like 15 bucks if you buy them from them it's well north of the, the hundred dollar mark you buy it for the label i guess well, you buy it because they advertise on Fox, and everybody thinks, well, they got to be better, you know, because they're on Fox, you know. Have you noticed that? About, do you take those fruit and vegetable pills, Artie? 
No, I haven't. I eat them. I, you know, I mean, I eat them. <laughs> I like them. Is that right? Yeah, I buy. I buy. You eat vegetables, and I do, uh, and and I don't know whether flash frozen uh, vegetables are up. better than ones that are are in a can. I know that there's a little bit more sodium in the canned ones, but what do I do? I open it up. I drain it. I yeah. pull the thing back i run water into it shake it a little bit pour it out again and then i eat them well right. i i think there's i think it's and uh, i think this idea that salt is bad for you is kind of a crock anyway i think well, i think i think if you, not drink, if, if not you drink, ate if you ate salt like i used to salt's bad for you well i, I, I so I, I think what the issue more is that you don't drink if you don't drink enough water then you're kind of chronically dehydrated and salt yeah. will dehydrate you further if you're not drinking enough water and so i think that's maybe the Here's how, how much I like salt. I like salt. And when I was a kid, my my mom had to hide the salt shaker because <laughs> I'd, I'd go and pour it in my hands and just lick it out of my hand. Uh, and I loved it. Salt and butter. Those uh, were, uh, yeah, that's that's the two things that I, I could. Combo. I'd sit down and eat uh, a stick of butter. Oh, wow. That's the <laughs> you, you had to have your arteries well, cleaned. You know, yeah, you know, that's with, why I had a five-way <laughs> bypass a few years you know, ago. You know, with livestock, <laughs> though, they... W- You'll you'll put out just free range salt. They can just go and eat it, and they will. They'll just go out and eat what they need. Kinda. Maybe that's what I should have done. Been cheaper, just have a big salt block. <laughs> well, there's that, but, uh, but just walk by and take a look. But it's, but they'll actually actually it's, it's actually kind of more efficient to put it out loose because it it's some work for them to lick it off of a salt block. But if you put it out loose, they'll just eat it. Well, deer are the and, same way. Well, yeah, they, but they're I think these kind of animals they can actually pick out what they need if you give it to them free choice. Okay, and it's, it's interesting. But but I think well, I'm free range. They let me walk around. You go <laughs> there's people, there's people who think that maybe that's not a good idea. But <laughs> you raised in a barn. <laughs> it's just uh, yeah. I used to eat salt like uh, yeah. if I if I now I'm to the point that the only thing that I salt. I mean, I used to salt everything mm-hmm. before I would even bite into it. I didn't know if it was salty or not. I'm going to salt it <laughs> uh, and. Um, I salt my watermelon and all that. Uh, well, that there's a long Jesus discussion did say about that. Salt is good. What now? Jesus did say salt yeah, is good. Yeah, be the salt of the earth, buddy. That's exactly right. So, but yeah, I I eat too much of there, it. There is there is something to moderation, and the, and the thing I think is just that if you're drinking enough water, I think I think you probably couldn't eat enough salt if it, or eat enough to hurt you. But if you're drinking enough you water, those electrolytes, you got to have salt. I go buy. I go buy uh, McDonald's when you could buy. You know, a hamburger, fries, and, you know, your soda for under $20. Um, <laughs> I used to go buy McDonald's. But, yeah, I went by McDonald's the other day, had my grandson, my wife, and me, and for the three of us, it was $38. Ouch. Oh, my word. And I was like, you have got, what What happened here? Oh, my <laughs> word. I did Burger King this oh, weekend. Oh, wait, inflation. $14. Oh. Fourteen dollars for eat at Burger King. Yeah, yeah just by yourself. Yeah, just by myself. Fourteen bucks. Why did by you myself. order uh, a, hamburger, a hamburger, fries, onion rings, and a and a milkshake? Oh my! Wow. Oh yeah, the milkshakes are what about four bucks now? Don't I guess. don't be buying that beef, baby. Well, oh my. Let me say to you, beef people out there, that's I'm I'm all in for what you're doing. Okay, I'm all in about that. But I'm not buying as much beef as I used to. It's just too freaking expensive. Yeah, I bought some. I bought a three pack of ribeyes, and I was like, "Wow, that was that's close to thirty bucks. <laughs> it's like ten bucks for a ribeye, and they're not even like you know the really nice ribeye." Yeah. You know? So I just I cut each one of them in half, so I got six ribeyes technically. Uh, like, yeah, it's a smaller serving than I normally would eat, but 
At least I get the taste. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, I've, I've gotten to where I, I really like pork steaks. I'll get the um, the pork shoulder cut up, and it's 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 more to me. It's more flavorful than beef, and it's a lot cheaper. I used uh, to get yeah. I used to get them for like a dollar twenty five a pound or something like that. Up until the last like two weeks or so, they've just about doubled in price or more. I think. So they've, inflation found them, huh? I yeah. guess, or Social, demand, or something. Socialism is very expensive. It, it, it people is. People are just yeah. figuring out this is a socialist country. If people hadn't figured it out by yeah, now, I, it's it, 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 yeah, it's very I expensive. I, I, honestly, I don't know why they were so cheap before. Because I mean, a dollar twenty-five a pound is is really too cheap. I don't, I don't know if it was because the, it's the other a, white meat. So, well, I think it might have been because there's such a high demand for bacon that bacon is subsidizing the rest of the hog. Yeah, well, I, I just, yeah bacon is really out of out of. Yeah. At least chicken's still cheap. You can still get like a 10-pack of chicken breast for now until it catches up with it. <laughs> See, I don't buy chicken breast. I buy those the thighs and legs together. Yeah, they're really cheap. And you buy that bag. And, and they're, and they're so cheap. you get a 10-pound bag for like, like 10 bucks. bucks or right. something. Yeah. And, and the, Six, it's less than that. And the, dark, and the dark meat is more flavorful anyway than the breast yeah. meat yep. anyway. You make broth with the bones afterward. Yeah. Do all that kind of stuff. I'm a 1950s person stuck in the 21st century. Yeah, I think, I think, I think peanut I think butter kind of, is something that we used to live on because it was cheap. Peanut butter is not cheap anymore nope. either. Nothing's cheap anymore. That's just the way it is. All right, we got news coming up. Let's get to that, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk uh, about the president's weekend uh, in Brussels and how he just rose tensions over in Ukraine some more. <laughs> That's coming up in just a moment. All right, back with you. We're already talking about the presidential race in 2024. <laughs> Unbelievable. Can't get this administration over fast. So, yeah. Oh, I got to tell you, you got, you got remorse yet? Uh, and that's yeah. what I think. Remorse. You, got, you got remorse yet about who you, if you, if you voted for Biden? And, and can we even call it voters remorse? Is it, or is it just. I, I don't understand why you voted for him. I could have told you what you're going to get from the word get-go. Every time you mention that to these, the people who did vote for him, they say, well, at least he's better than Trump. And that's all they can say. That's their only And defense. I said, oh, really? Was inflation at 8.5%? What were gas prices when, uh, when Trump was in office? And you can just go back. I, knew, I know this much. I could buy... A steak, and it didn't. You know, I didn't have to leave one of my grandchildren behind <laughs> to trade for it. Yeah, to trade <laughs> for, for it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't uh, even look. I'm be honest with you. I don't even go to the steak area. But I saw just uh, what was it? Uh, when you look at at steak, it's if you get eighty twenty, that's pretty lean. So they get the one ground, that's seventy thirty for ground beef. And, or, yeah, for ground yeah. beef, and that's supposed to be. The, the stuff that most people buy because it's cheaper. When I see a package of three pounds of that and it's $12, it ain't cheap anymore, mm. folks. Yeah, I, I'm going to make chili, so that's exactly what I bought over the weekend. And I was like, wow, this is, I'm buying the cheap uh, ground chuck, and it's still like $13, $14. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's not cheap. I don't see it getting any You eat better. beef? You eat beef there? Marty, oh, yeah, we, I mean, you're one of those rich, um, you know, business owners. Yeah. A tycoon, no, right? Yeah. No. People from Stone County, they eat pork. Yeah, I love it. It takes, it takes an acre of rocks to grow one cow. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just, I'm just saying, I mean, uh, listen to Mark talking about buying three ribeyes. How much were they? 
Oh, what did I get? I got them from Walmart, and they're they're thin, and that's the thing too. Is yeah, that, yeah, they're they're charging you more, and they're giving you less. And I think I, it was it was over twenty bucks. It was like twenty two or twenty five dollars. Yeah. yeah, go to Cabot Meat Market where you get a real ribeye and see what the cost is. It's I love Cabot Meat Market, but I don't go in and buy beef right now. It's yeah, just the cost too expensive. of doing business is um just the cost of doing business is unbelievable. Yeah, just the cost, the insurance that you have to have, the taxes that you have to pay. Uh, and, and the liability, it's just unbelievable what it costs to operate these days. The cost of doing business is going up 5% a year, and the family businesses are going out of business oh, left no. and right. Yeah, because they're not making enough to pay that extra 5%. you got to grow 5% a year to break mm-hmm. even. Mm-hmm. Then people stop, unfortunately, it's like you said, Dave, you stop going there because it's too expensive. They don't yeah. control the prices. They've got to, yeah. you know. And these are the, the small businesses that survived the, the lockdown, that survived the whole pandemic. And now are they going to survive getting taxed to death? Or are they going to survive the inflation? It's just like, yeah, they're never out of the woods. Well, I got to tell you, I I um, spend a lot of money on necessities right now. You know, buying a steak for me is not a necessity. It's luxury. It's a luxury. And I... And I like steak. Don't get me wrong. I love steak. I like to sit down and eat a good ribeye. My preference is a T-bone. I love T-bones. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I get to eat and then my dog gets to eat too because I give him the bone. But uh, I just can't, I'm a, you know, spend that kind of money on one piece of meat. It's hard to justify 15 I, bucks I, I a look at yeah. the budget of the, the country's budget and the state's budget and how much it's grown. I told you when the Republicans took over that I'm going to give the Republicans eight years and I'm going to give go back eight years on the Democrats. I'm going to lay the budget side by side, and I want to see who grew government the most when it comes to the budget. It'll be a race. I think the I, Democrats will still win, but it, it will be a race. I don't think so. I think, I think private option in Obamacare sunk the Republicans' boat when they signed up for that. The Oh, but wait, they were going to run it the Republican way. Oh, yeah, they're going to make it conservative. <laughs> I, I, yeah, conservative socialist. Yeah, yeah, Paul come up with that conservative socialist, and that's that's why those conservative socialists aren't so conservative anymore. So the cost of doing business is up, and they can say, oh, we, 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 lowered, the, we lowered taxes more than anybody. Well, that's a shell game. You lowered the tax under this shell more than anybody, but you raised taxes everywhere else more than anybody. Do you, you I have cut, stupid right. written you, you on my forehead? Taxes, but revenue's up. Yeah, <laughs> and it's backwards so that when I see in the rearview mirror, it looks forward. Right, but, but you cut taxes and revenues. Re- revenue is at record record levels. And it's, it's, I'm sorry. We've got Republicans running. The, we got running, over a billion dollars in the rainy day fund, sir, right? Well, Isn't I, that I, what they call it? I, I don't know what they're calling I it. I wish I had point, a billion but, dollars for rainy day. But we've got Republicans <laughs> who are running refund? on the agenda of no. of shrinking government. The government is too big, and government just keeps getting bigger. And we've got massive majorities in both House and Senate, and we have a Republican governor, if we want to call him that. This will be my my biggest measuring stick, if indeed, and I think ninety nine point six percent it's going to be sarah all right uh bottom line my measuring stick is going to be how much not that she cuts taxes but how much you cut spending and that's and that's that's what needs to happen is that that for for asa i I think his goal was he he likes big government but he he wanted to cut taxes and so he doesn't really want to raise taxes but he wanted to he wanted to grow government and his his um his goal for doing that was to 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 grow the economy and and it's i'm sorry i don't want more government 
we have way too much government as it is. I don't want new parks. I don't want new swimming pools. I don't want new stadiums. I don't want new government handouts. I don't want government to help me with my business. How about bicycle trails? Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe so. Boy, I, I don't yeah. want government to come new along. New arts programs. We need <laughs> yeah, you wonder, you wonder why you got all those potholes. It could be that they're not spending all of their highway money on highways. Yeah, maybe so. It's, but it's, on walking trails and, and flowers and all kinds that's of stuff. because their friends own these uh, historic businesses. districts. So. And their well, friends own all these and, and places. It's, and it's a lot more yeah. sexy to, to, to build a highway than it is to fix one. I don't think that that's the, the main reason. The main reason is I think that they uh, build these highways out, out of uh, the, you need the highways for the, the amount of traffic. Mm-hmm. How, however, they don't fix them because they don't budget for it. Well, it's, it's not you don't get your name on the you don't get your name on a plaque somewhere. For fixing potholes. That's the way the Democrats run things. The Democrats will put a bunch of money out there. We're going to build this, build that, and the Republicans do just as good job sometimes. They'll build all this stuff. But anything you build, you have to maintain. You have to maintain it. So the whole time they're building all this stuff, and they're saying, hey, if, if spending tax dollars improves the economy, then they're doing the right thing. But I didn't think that was the platform that they ran well, on. Even if you it, know, it did improve the economy, <laughs> that's not the role of government. It didn't run. It didn't work for Johnson. It did not work for uh, Clinton. It did not work for Obama. And it is definitely not working for Biden. Because Biden not only doubled down, he tripled down. You know, Obama was at least, I think, more honest than most people are about what he was doing whenever he called it the stimulus package. Mm. Now, everybody else wants to call it infrastructure. Mm. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. We're going to shovel-ready take- <laughs> jobs. <laughs> so that's just and like there wasn't saying, a job shovel-ready in all of it. Obamacare is Arkansas Works. I'm sorry, it's Arkansas Why Work because we're going <laughs> to buy your insurance anyway. Don't work but twenty hours a week. And that way, we'll buy your insurance. If you work 40 hours a week, then you'll have to buy your own well, insurance. And, and so the, don't, and don't the, get a job or work too many hours that, because the, we'll penalize and you. And we'll divorce your wife plan so you can get cheaper health care. But uh, at, at this point, you know, if, if, you, if you were to get married, or if I was to get married, you know, I probably wouldn't qualify for Obamacare. But, you know, it, it might be cheaper for me not to get a marriage license because of the fact that I'd have to pay high insurance rates for a while. Oh, I know people that's gotten divorced on paper and didn't that, change anything. I, I know. And it's, yeah, it's, I it's, think it's, people get that divorced. That happens to a lot of senior citizens. That, why, why would you, yeah. why would they, you they, do it? They live as if you a can save person. yourself thousands of dollars a year or tens of thousands well, of dollars a year. Modern problems require modern solutions. <laughs> that's exactly well, I mean, right. And, and then you come back to the fact that why would you want government to put a stamp of approval on your marriage anyway? I mean, we, we've well, got these losers out here that, that can't figure out what a male or a female is. What, Are you a biologist? <laughs> what they yes, in fact, I am. <laughs> so what people have figured out Apparently is I am, what I the can, government can, knows is people will do whatever we incentivize them to do. They've they found that out. They did it in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. They are incentivized bad behavior sure well the worst thing that ever happened to the black family in america was during johnson's war on poverty when they said well you know if you want this money from us you can't have a man living at home that's ridiculous right that's what they did they destroyed the black family they really look 
And you can call me up and call me a racist all you want, but do some check-in and read the facts, and you'll see that I'm not wrong. I am absolutely right. The The Democratic Party has gone out of their way to destroy the black uh, family. They're trying to destroy all Now they're trying to destroy everybody, but, you know. Unless you happen well, to be the welfare state you know. in general, the way it operates is, you know, regardless of who's receiving it, it's like, oh, we'll give you Section 8 housing, we'll give you an EBT car for food, and we'll give you a welfare <coughs> check every month. But, like you said, if you make above a certain threshold of money, we'll take it all away. Oh, by the so, way, we'll give you an EBT card, and yeah. you, and you, don't, have, potato you don't have to buy <laughs> at the grocery store. Use it at the Pizza Hut or whatever. Yeah, you can go buy junk food with go it. Go buy yeah. prepared food. I love the ice cream bill that they ran that that time in the state capitol. It was crazy. Was it? We had we had callers in on that one for was real. That, was that where the, where we had? That was Mary Bentley. Mary Bentley was trying to make it so you couldn't buy you ice couldn't cream. buy some of those and, different and, things. And how dare us tell people that they couldn't eat junk food? And was I was it? well, if I'm if you're taking my tax dollars to do it. I should be able to have a say right. of what they can well, and I mean, can't buy. How would you feel if you're if you're helping out some poor person from church or somebody else, and you know maybe the the dad lost their job and they're having trouble, so you're helping them out, and so you give them a, maybe you give them a hundred dollar bill, and, and he, he goes they, out and buys two lobster tails. Well, right? that, that or or, or, he, or he gets a cart full grocery cart full of soft drinks. Like, um, you know, I didn't help you so that you could feed your soft drink habit. Right. I mean, is it still charity if it's compulsory? If they take the money well, from you? Of course not. You know? It's, it's, it's no, organized crime. It's not yeah. charity. I mean, right. all, how, I think of all the stuff that, you know, they use our taxes to pay for. Like, why is, why are my taxes paying for, like, an arts and dance program, you know? Okay. And, it's and organized and crime. National public radio <laughs> and stuff. Like, and I don't have to say in the matter. Yeah. Exactly. No, 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 you don't. And, and that's, that's the thing is that, that charity is essentially religion. And when you force someone to participate in charity programs, you are forcing them to participate in a religious program, essentially. And, well, and, and as much as I, I want to help people, and I do, um, I don't want to be forced to help people. Exactly. You, you do not believe in a fair society where yeah, everybody like is, that. Yeah. is <laughs> equal. Yeah, you're. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe in cutting people's feet off so that they can be equal ever, with everyone else. Ah, uh, Terry Brown, yeah. brother. <laughs> Terry Brown, when he was libertarian candidate for president, says government. Comes by, breaks your legs, and shows up two weeks later and says, I'm here to help you, and gives you a pair of crutches. And we're stupid enough to say thank you. Right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, break. we got to get a break in. Last break of this hour, uh, let's talk about Pat Davis. Let's talk about saving money. We've been kind of alluding to that all hour long. And uh, Pat Davis can save you money. He can save you money on <coughs> your health care. You know, maybe you're getting, you know, a... Uh, a stipend from the federal government to buy your health care. You know, as as Jefferson said a long time ago, if the government is big enough to give you everything, they're big enough to take everything away. And uh, if if push comes to shove and things get really tight, those are the type of things that will disappear in a heartbeat. And then you're going to be paying, uh, you know, large prices for inadequate health insurance. So instead of doing it that way, talk to Pat Davis. Let him show you how to save 30 to 50%. Let him show you how to do it without having to pay a copay. Let him show you how to do it without having to pay, you know, yeah, I only pay $400 a month for my health care. What's your deductible before it kicks in? Oh, $10,000. All right, so you're going to get to use your health care until you've already put in $10,000 on your health care. So 
really what good is it um it's only there in case you got to have like i did open heart surgery or something because let me tell you something it ain't cheap <laughs> uh bottom line is you want to get a hold of pat talk to him about this let him explain it to you let him show you how he can save you money uh we've had people that have called in that are using pat save fifteen thousand dollars in a year just because of how low their deductibles went uh talking about businesses that save thirty five thousand dollars a year because pat worked out the uh the health plan for their workers this is the kind of stuff that pat davis does 501-605-6935 and he doesn't do it just you know once in a while this is consistent happening all the time 501-605-6935 or visit him online your health plan man that's one word your health plan man.com all right back with you all right so let me mention our classic movie that's coming up in april i was just telling the guys here and i'm still stunned that you haven't seen this movie rd you take your wife to see it take my your daughter seen it. Too. my wife's seen it okay i tell you what People who have never seen The Passion have really no, what, what's the right word? Reference. Well, they don't, they don't understand what the Romans did to Christ before they, they took him and, and hung him on the tree. You just don't know. I mean, you hear that, you know, they, they whipped him. Well, you got to understand when they scourged him, there's a difference between a scourge and a whipping totally different things the whip that they had usually had several leather straps and on the end they had pieces of bone and pieces of shells and things of that nature so it ripped the flesh yeah. and uh you know it usually it, killed people it, it's hard it is hard to watch the passion during that especially if you're a believer i'm just saying it, it is hard to watch that the, those scenes in that movie but we're going to show it to you because i think it's one of the best movies made uh, about, uh, you know, the, the suffering that Christ went through and, uh, and the crucifixion. Now, everybody got upset because people said that, you know, Gibson left him in the tomb. Well, no, not really. If you watch the end of the movie, it, it alludes that he was back. Mm. But he's got a new movie coming out, and they're saying it looks like Jim Caviezel is the only one that's really kind of talking about it. He's going to play Christ again. And... Uh, has talked about uh, he's seen the script and he says it blows the passion out of the water and it's all about the resurrection yeah i was working at a suncoast motion picture company back in i guess 2003 when passion came out on dvd and so what i what i remember most about that is that uh first thing in the morning when we opened up on that tuesday at like 8 a.m a lady came in and she bought all 50 copies on dvd back and at suncoast in 2003 that was a $49.99 49.99 per DVD. Yeah. She had her, oh, wow. she had her, her church budget. She brought her, her oh, church wow. funds and bought every single one as soon as we opened because she's going to give them out to everybody at church. Wow! And then the rest of the day, everybody who came to buy a copy of uh, Passion of the Christ and we were sold out at 8 a.m. They were furious. <laughs> <at us. laughs> How really could you sell day. it all? I know. Yeah. Well, oh, why would you do word. that? Yeah. Wow. But uh, it is a great movie. It's 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 Mel Gibson's opus right now. He may have one still to come that could be just as 
could even be better, you know. And if he does, if he does the resurrection, then is he going to do the return? You know, I just want to know if he does trilogy? that. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, I just want to feel do a trilogy uh, on on the whole thing. But yeah, uh, when you go get your tickets now, go to Riverdale10.com. Five dollars is to see the wow. movie. Five bucks to see the classic movie, The Passion, on the seventh of April, and. Uh, uh, if you're a believer, you definitely want to see it. If you're a big movie file, uh, you're definitely going to want to see it. I'll never forget all of the problems and the attacks that Gibson came under because of the, quote, they were calling it torture porn and all yeah, kinds stuff, of stuff yeah, about like about what he showed about the crucifixion. No, it was historical. Yeah, I mean, the attitude I note that the mind's eye picture a lot of people have about biblical events is <clears> – <throat> the paintings in Sunday school or, you know, the very sterilized yes. and clean artwork. But I mean, when you read like the text, it's like you said, he wasn't just being whipped. He was being scourged. He had to carry the cross and march along the city as everybody yeah. threw stuff at him. Like it, it, he was not making it up there intact. So, yeah, it was crazy. It was, uh, the Romans were not, uh, the great civilized, empire that you've heard so much about oh. that movies show them they being were successful you know, yeah they were they were uh they made putin look like uh rebecca sunny book I, I, well i don't know this guy blowing up hospitals and blowing up schools i don't he's lower than romans I, than I yeah, well yeah i agree with that too but the romans showed up and he just put everybody and to the sword everybody yeah. yeah they put them to the sword that's just the way it was well shooting people in bread line i mean yeah, shooting old ladies in a bread line. Yep. That was, it was such crazy mean, too. I, I, I didn't think we'd see it in our lifetimes. Well, yeah, but you know, I remind everybody, especially if you're a believer, God never said, as we move towards His second coming, that it would be a bright and sunny day. All right, that it well, would get darker and darker. And you think well, it's apostles, bad right now? It's going to get worse. I'm just telling you. Well. The Bible does says it was worse in the first century than it'll ever be again. So it was pretty bad in the first century. Oh, with Noah? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean the first century of the church. No, I'm oh, talking okay. about whenever the Romans and the Jews were trying to kill Christians and they were chasing them from house to house. Uh, Christians, you know, they had to hide because the Romans and the Jews both hated them. All right. Let's take a break. We'll get you the news and then we'll be back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Coming back on. 
<laughs> Back with you at Dave Ellswick's show. R.D., Mark, and Paul are all here in the studio. It was an interesting way to get into the morning. Heidi and I showed up, and the fire alarm was going off. Now, Heidi called the fire department and said, you guys coming? <laughs> Did they ever show up, Heidi? Did they call you back and say they were coming? Oh, oh, she's, she's, she's doing something over there. Yeah, bottom line is that uh, probably not. Uh, I got up to the seventh floor. I went ahead. Usually in most buildings, if there's something serious happening, the elevators stop running. Mm-hmm. It's the stairs or you're not going. Yeah, and I got in the elevator and came works. right up to the seventh floor. Now, I came out on the seventh floor, and the lights didn't work in the hallway. <laughs> All right. And that made me feel, hmm, that's kind of interesting. But I got in here, and everything was fine, and the alarm wasn't going off up here. It went off about three-quarters of the way through the first hour, and then it went off it was, again. It was just flashing. It's it wasn't done. making noise. Yeah, really. it it's just done now. And... So anyway, we're all fine. You know, we're not shish kebabs or anything yeah. like that. Or go fine. Go off, so we're okay. Yeah. yeah that Boy, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. I think I think most of these sprinklers won't go off unless there's a heat to actually blow the little um, trigger mechanism inside there. Yeah, it melts piece of metal well it's a it's actually it's a glass vial that's swe- that's something inside it swells and breaks it and then it then the valve opens no, okay then we all get wet yeah everybody would <laughs> get stagnant wet. water that's been in there for 10 years yeah 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 of course it could be too that uh What's the gas that they use to put it out? And then it goes well, in, and everybody who's in the studio dies. is dead. I, I, I don't dead. know. It's, it's, it's probably just water. But, um, that, that's when the when the treatment is worse. You know, the, the cure, cure is worse yeah. than the disease yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. How yeah. That, that all yeah, goes. Who are they yeah. saving at that point? Yeah. yeah, I think it's probably just water. They're saving the building, and we're just peons. <laughs> all right, real <laughs> quickly, something that we were talking about. Mark brought this up, and, and it's, a, it's a viable uh, subject to talk about. I, I do want to talk about it for a few moments. Several, you'll remember, several years back, this probably, it happened during the Clinton administration and during the Obama administration. Everybody would say that if the military were given an unlawful order, and they can be, all right? Look, I was in the military. The, the, uh, the Code of Military Justice says that you can be told to do something on, unlawful, and at that point, you can say... Uh, you're not going to follow that order. Now, understand that that means that you'll probably end up getting court-martialed. But you also have a duty not to follow it. Well, yeah, you you do. But you better hope that uh, whoever's sitting on the court-martial uh, sees the UCMJ the way you do. And uh, you can be drummed out of the service. You could end up doing time. There's all kinds of things that can happen to you. But that, that I'll just push that to the side. We used to say that uh, the police and the military wouldn't follow those unlawful orders. Let's say they had a, a big riot somewhere, and uh, the governor called in the National Guard and said, use whatever means necessary to quail the uprising in the streets. And so they went out, and they, and, uh, they were told to do that, and they went out, and they did it. And what happens if they shot some people? Well, and the odd thing is the opposite is what happened in the past couple of years. When yeah, had, they didn't do anything. Yeah, they, they, they were did exactly what they told. The, the, the riots were burning down buildings and, and people were getting killed. And Portland, being told, perfect example Portland, of that. Sure. Chicago, those places, they're being told not to do anything, and so they didn't do anything. We, we assume that the police will help us. We'll do the right trying, thing. Yeah, if someone is trying to burn down my business or my house, then I call the cops and they'll come help me. 
But unless they're given stand down orders from the from the governor saying no, don't go help anyone, or the mayor, or the mayor, or right. whoever's in charge, Police chief. Well, like, will they do that? Will they come and help me, or will they follow their orders to not come? And, and, and that's me? part of the problem. And so, so we saw up in up in Wisconsin, some private citizens came out. They were personally armed, which which was legal, which was legal, right? And 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 then they one of them ended up having to defend himself when they when he was being attacked, and he killed a couple of people, and then he was prosecuted we're talking for defending about Rittenhouse, himself. Right, Rittenhouse in this exactly. case, Instead and so of, yeah. and so we've got people where they have a situation where the police have decided we're, we're not going to protect you, and so private citizens decide to you know we're not going to let this keep going on. This is ridiculous. And so they, they stand up to defend private property, and then in the course of that, they get attacked. So you, you don't really have – generally, you don't have the right to just go shooting people just because they're throwing rocks at a building. Yeah. But if they start attacking you, that's where you have the right to self-defense. And that's, that's kind of where we ended up with that situation was we have private citizens defending private property. The private citizen gets attacked. He defends himself. Then he gets prosecuted. Right. So we've got government who will not defend people's property rights. And then they prosecute the people who attempt to actually do the government's job. It's all trying to send a message to us to uh, that, hey, look who's really in charge. We can just step back and not do anything while rioters attack you. And then if you try to defend yourself, we'll prosecute you instead, right. not and, the rioters. And, and so you, you've got this kid, essentially, who is standing up and doing the government's job for them that they refuse to do. And then he gets prosecuted, run through the ringer. He stayed in prison, stayed in jail for what three months, awaiting trial, and they finally got bailed out for got posted bond. But what if he hadn't got the kind of support from the public that he did get? What if he had to wait in jail for a year or more, and, and and maybe they just intimidated him into accepting a plea deal so he'd get out of jail? What what if that had happened? How many people accept plea deals when they're innocent? In fact, he was a, he was a victim. He wasn't, and he gets prosecuted. Yeah. I mean, that's Just for defending himself. For defending well, himself. Here, here's when government key. won't do their job. Uh, number one, let me say that we're we're kind of painting with a broad brush right now. Um, I believe that many law enforcement officers would not stand up for uh, that kind of immoral kind of I laws. Mean, I, I think on, you're right on on that, but and I, and I want to make sure that people Some understand that. Uh, the same thing with the military. However, there have been times in the history of our country where the military has attacked American citizens. I'll give you a good example. After World War One, the federal government had promised the veterans that they would give them X amount of money, and they didn't. And uh, I I got to get with Mark because I want to write a movie about this. I really, really do. I mean, this has been stuck in my craw for a long time, and uh, they 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 were camped out by the reflecting pond, going up to Lincoln Memorial and and whatnot. Were told to disperse and to leave, and they would not. And the American military was called in to move them out of there uh, because they. We're calling them insurrectionists and things of that nature. And some of the people that led the military charge were people like Black Jack Pershing, who is a, a hero amongst military people, George Patton, mm -hmm. another person who's looked on, if it hadn't been in World War II, probably we would have lost World War II. But they went in and uh, they lowered guns and they started shooting people. 
Uh, and, you know, they were told to do it, and they went and did it. Do I think it was a moral uh, obligation for them not to? Yes, Definitely. I do. Yes, Definitely. I do. So uh, it's... And that's the thing is, I mean, the, you always wonder, like, how did they let it get this bad? When you look, you know, historically at, you know, some of these places. And it always comes down to, well, the soldiers, the police officers, they all, that's their livelihood. And when they have that threatened, like, hey... Uh, go into a park, and if you see two people sitting too close to each other without a mask, go break them up and arrest them if you have Happened to. Happened in New York in New several York? times. Yep. And Never. if they don't, and if you don't do it, you lose your job, you lose your pension, you lose your livelihood. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to go into and they're going to do their job. Hey, you've got to do what's best for the whole, for the whole group. You know, it sounds a whole lot like Marxism. Right. Well, and, and, and I, I don't think a lot of the police even believe that. I think they just want to make sure and keep their paycheck. They want to, they, they got to live. Yeah, because I think it's just kind of a, a, a harbinger for the rest of the society is that that we're not raising good people anymore. We're, we're we've got families are in shambles. We've got people growing up with it's hardly a moral compass at all. And, and it's just and they go to become police officers. They go to the military. They they, they work as, as social workers. They work. They're, they're just normal people. But unfortunately, our society is producing normal people that are really pretty immoral. Well, yeah. it's it's the ruling class then the uh, the politicians, the governors, <laughs> the mayors who give them those orders. Those that maybe that's the class that needs to change, and but never does. No, well, that's the the power. Yeah. You the know, that, what was it said? You know, power corrupts. Absolute power absolutely corrupts. I I had dinner one. I bought, had dinner with a young couple that was in the Air Force, husband and wife both, and their kids, and we were sitting at dinner, and I said. All right, I'll have a hypothetical situation. Uh-oh. You guys mm-hmm. get orders to come to somebody's house and take their guns away from them. You're going to violate their Second Amendment right, but you you have orders to do it. I want to hear from both of you what you what would happens? do in that now, situation. See, you got double right. You got a double. You got quandary here because you're being ordered by a superior officer to do it, but you took an oath to protect the Constitution of the United States, which says you have the right to. Keep and bear arms. So That's exactly ahead. right. The, the 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 father, the husband, said that I took an oath to the Constitution, there United States of America, and it says that the citizens has the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, and I would not do it. And the wife said, I pledge allegiance to the to the president of the United States. If they told me to do it, I would absolutely do it. Wow. Yeah. So I was sitting there with a husband and wife wow. and thinking, well, oh, we're in trouble. Yeah, she's wrong. We're in trouble. Okay, sure, she is. She, she was wrong. And how many, let's, let's, let's take and let's, <laughs> let's make some real application. So if the government told you to go and arrest this guy because he sawed the barrel off of his shotgun, and made it 14 inches long or 16 yeah, yeah, inches exactly. long. Like, that, like Randy Weaver. That's just as yeah. much a violation of his Second Amendment rights as arresting him because he has a, a suppressor or he because he has a, has a full yeah. automatic rifle. This is, this, is, this is an example where government agents readily and willingly go and arrest people and violate their Second Amendment rights. Just because it's not taking away your, your, um, your 870 12-gauge, that that doesn't doesn't make it any less of an of an infringement just because he's coming to take you take you away because you sawed your shotgun off. 
you either have a rule of law or a dictatorship. We have a dictatorship, and they're leaning and toward it's, it, a dictatorship. More, it's more of an oligarchy, I think. Yes, but, exactly. But it's 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 very much a, a violation of our Second Amendment rights for them to come and arrest people for for having a sawed-off shotgun. We are living in the time of the iron fist inside a velvet glove, <laughs> and the, and the velvet's getting thin. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, they take it off every once in a while. You know, that's just like for I, people on the on the right, mm-hmm. but not for people on the left. You know, just like we fought the red flag law thing that came in and the of course the governor was behind it tom cotton started off being behind it everybody act like they're behind it and i looked it up at the time and in in florida in one year it was over 2200 times they'd enacted the red flag law and 97 percent of the time the judges supported it when they asked to go take people's guns away from them before they was convicted of any crime or anything yes, happened, 97% of the time, lack they were of due process it. and lack of accountability. No, after that's the, fact, that's I think the biggest the, argument against them is the lack of right. due process. And, and so there's, there's already a process, I think, in most places. Yep. That if someone has threatened to murder you, they can go arrest them right away. They don't, they don't need some special law for red, red flag type situation. But what they do need is accountability after the fact. If, some, if somebody says, hey, my neighbor is threatening to murder people, then... If, he, if your neighbor wasn't threatening to murder people, they can go arrest you for making a false allegation against your neighbor. And that would be the appropriate response. But unfortunately, I think what happens a lot of times is that, that they don't arrest the person who makes the false allegation. They don't prosecute them. It's just like, oh, no harm, no foul. All Except right. that you did get arrested. Let's take our break. It is 19 minutes after 7. We thank you for listening today. Mark is here. Paul is here. RD is here. I'm here. You're here. Let's talk some more. Let's talk about what the president did. I've been talking about we're going to get to that. We will when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about PI Roofing. They'll take a good, uh, they'll take, make a good job of fixing your roof for you. Uh, you got a, a company that's been around for 20 years who, um, I think it was last year was their 20th anniversary. I did uh, a little uh, video for uh, Joel Johnson about 20 years of great service from PI Roofing. They're a fantastic company. You call them, they'll show up within a, a day or two. They'll walk on your roof. They'll find the problems if there is any, and they're going to tell you about it. Uh, if you want to proceed with them, they'll take care of uh, getting with your uh, insurance company. They'll get the appraiser out there. They'll show them the problems, and they'll work with them for you. Uh PI Roofing just does the job and does it right. That's the best way I can say it. They've put two roofs on my house. They've done a great job both times. You can call them at 501-707-3551 or visit them online at piroofing.com. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Promised you we'd talk about uh, the president, so here we go. So the president over the weekend uh is the 82nd or 83rd Airborne uh, that's over there in uh, in NATO. It's one or the other. And uh, the uh, the president was talking to them and was saying, I know you've seen what's going on over there. You'll see it up close and, you know, kind of personal, as though they're going to be deployed to the Ukraine. That was number one. All right? That was the first one. Then, of course, uh, in his speech... He started talking about can't let this man stay in power. Well, is he calling for regime change or not? A a, a, uh, reporter asked him, and he said, no, 
I'm not calling for regime change. Then what are you calling for? So what, what were you calling for? Yeah, what, what, what is it that you're doing? I mean, those were the two major ones uh, that occurred over the weekend. And, of course, uh, I kind of get interested when I watch politicians say, of course, we weren't saying regime change. Hey, wait a second. I'm going to take Biden's side a little bit here. All right. I know he, oh, then he called Putin a butcher. But uh, the, the whole thing of saying what he said, I don't disagree with him. The guy's got to go. Now, it's up to this, the, the people of Russia to show him the door, you know, and I think maybe the president perhaps could have been a little clearer on that. But the bottom line is I want the man gone. You can sneak me in there and I and, and basically guarantee me I can get to Putin. I got a thirty eight. I'll be I'll be happy to put a put a, a bullet in his head. All right, I'll be happy to do it. It never seems to go well for the United States whenever we try to force regime regime change. Well, yeah, and, that, and that's, I think that's part of the point is that it's not the appro- it's not appropriate for the U.S. government to do that. It's the appropriate position for the people. That's of, what I just of, said. Of Russia, you know, and that, that's the thing is that, unless that, they call me. Well, and, and you might be willing to, it's, it's to, to work as a mercenary. I have, I'll, appro- have, I'll have dual citizenship. It was appropriate for the world to liberate the people in the prison camps in World War II. It was appropriate for the world to get together and say this is not acceptable. It's appropriate for the world right now to say targeting hospitals and schools is not, not even appropriate. That. Just it's not appropriate. That he he attacked just a sovereign con- nation. And just, just that's a, that's well, exactly conquest right. Conquest so and mur- murder it is, is wrong. wrong. It's appropriate <laughs> for us to help Ukraine defend themselves from an aggressor. It's appropriate for us to do that. And uh, uh, it's amazing. I, I predicted that Russia would just roll over them because I fully thought that they had the technology and the capabilities just to roll over them but apparently russia is not what they claim to be well there was this country i know that this happened to and because they were fighting on their home soil and they wanted to be free they held off the greatest navy and the greatest military in the world welcome to america welcome to the united states that's exactly right and and that's and that's just thing is that that you've got people that that don't want to leave. They, they've got their own land. And, and also, Russia doesn't want to just totally destroy Ukraine because it, it's valuable. You don't want to just destroy you all. You tell that to the people. You they're, can't they're, tell they're, looking it. It looks like a moonscape yeah, over well, they there. still are getting quite a bit. But, but it, I mean, you don't want to just nuke the place because then it's you can't you can't live there. Don't take hey, that pride. out of it. Yeah. Well, hey, it's pride yeah. at this point. At this point, it's pride. Yeah, it, it, maybe the Ukrainian can. people have done an amazing job, and hats off to them. The, the whole world would say that. But now Putin is kind of digging in. It's not time to stop. Whenever you get a break in the action, you don't stop. You build your forces. People say, well, he's decided that, th- that the price is not, is not worth paying for what he gets out of it. No, no, no. This is, this is a pride thing for him. And he or, was, or he'll do like he did after Crimea and after Georgia. He'll do a little bit push the world to where he thinks he can get by and then stop and then pick it up again four years later or well, two years later. How much longer does he have left to live, though? That's the, thing. That's the question. And, and, and that's same age as I am. He's, six, he's well, 69 years and, old. And that's something I'm kind of wondering is does he does he have a diagnosis that maybe he's not going to be alive in a couple of years and he's just going out with a bang? Wanting to establish his legacy or something of that nature. I think that's his. I think that's a possibility. I think or it's a, just kind of a, a, a late life crisis. 
for him that he's just trying to... Yeah, and instead of buying a convertible and getting a trophy wife, he right, wants countries. Sure. Well, I think he's doing, <laughs> that, I think that he's that doing both. That what's going on. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. But Biden did uh, make a tense situation even, even tenser over the weekend. Here is Bill O'Reilly. All right, so we got inflation. We've got the dollar worth less now than it was before Biden was president. Uh, you've got uh, political unrest going on. You got inflation going on, and you're saying to yourself, "Do I have enough money to retire on?" Well, maybe what I need to do is buy some silver and gold to hedge my bets a little bit. Well, that might be true. You might want to do that. But if you're going to do it, know what you're doing before you do it. Know the ins and outs of buying silver or buying gold as a hedge against inflation and these other things that we've uh, we've talked about. And uh, the folks over at David Lucas Financial can help you out with that. They're right here in North Little Rock. So you don't want 1970-style inflation or now moving towards stagflation destroy your retirement and you can learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets for your ira your 501k and all your hard-earned savings for your retirement all you got to do is call 501-222-3315 and uh, the folks at david lucas financial works with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country so you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust so learn more about buying silver and gold because it's not like buying stocks and bonds. Uh, you know, are you going to buy it and just ex- accept a certificate that says that the company has that gold in stock? Or do you want the precious metal firmly in your hand and in your little safe at home? That's questions that you're going to have to answer. So call David Lucas Financial, 501-222-3315, 501-222-3315. And talk with them about this. Uh, investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial in Arkansas, registered investment advisor. All right, back with you here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. You made an interesting statement during the break, RD, and and you were talking about that Biden, and you were talking a little bit referring to his saying, you know, that uh, the man shouldn't stay in power much longer talking about Putin that once in a while they have a moment of clarity and that Clinton did this. Oh yeah. That he'd have moments of clarity and suddenly he would say what he was thinking instead of saying what the speech writers gave him to say. Yeah. He did that often. And, and sometimes it's refreshing for someone just to come out and say what was on their mind. People hated Trump for it, (laughs) but every once in a while there's something that needs to be said. And when Biden said that, it was the truth, and it needed to be said, but he needed to clarify whose job that it was That's to right. do it. Yeah. So it's not America's job to overthrow Putin. It is the Russians' job to overthrow Putin. Yeah, I think we can all agree that things would be different in Afghanistan right now if the Afghani army had fought as valiantly as the Ukrainian army is fighting for their freedom. Uh, they had and they had billions of dollars of American, uh, you know, military equipment sitting there at their disposal. And I think that's probably just a difference in in culture is that the Ukrainians are, are, are a different society, different type of people than the than the 
Afghani. Well, I think you got a situation in Ukraine where you got Ukrainians think of themselves as a country. Mm -hmm. You have Afghanistan, where you got people thinking this. We're a bunch of tribes, right? And so, and it's so a if, totally different well, concept. And, and, and so, I think they they don't they don't like you said they don't think of themselves as a country in Afghanistan. It, it is, I think, just a lot of tribes. And so, if if now again, let's not paint with a broad, too broad of a brush. There's a lot of people in Afghanistan after 20 years they probably that think of their country as their country. Right. But you're right. You know the the tribes still hold sway on a lot of right. things. And, and so, but I think 20 or 30 years ago, a lot of these people over in the Middle East. They couldn't find the United States on a map, uh, and, and well, they, we couldn't <clears throat> find the Middle East on a map. Well, that may be true as well, but <laughs> it was but, flat, yeah. <laughs> and it had a lot of sand. Right, right. And so, but the thing is, though, that I, I think when you when you've got when you've got people who are more tribal like that, they don't care what's going on a hundred miles away from them. It was one. Have you ever seen the movie Lawrence of Arabia? I don't know if I have. And I'm not saying that you should get your history from a movie. <laughs> all right. But, uh, you know, Lawrence went over to the Middle East to bring together the tribes mm-hmm. to fight against the Germans during mm-hmm. World War One. All right. That's why he was there. And they tried to form some sort of coalition or a, co- well, a coalition. Or, and they tried to have, uh, you know, countries and things of that nature. And what happened? It all fell apart. Yeah. Because the tribal leaders wouldn't go along with it. And so, and that's, in some respects, if you don't need that for defensive purposes, I think the tribal society is better than this massive government like we have. But it's, it's handy when you've got armies coming against you that are, that are million plus strong. That's the reason we're supposed to be a republic. That's exactly right. It should be a republic. A democratic republic. Uh, Exactly. So so there was a plan. So we just deviated from right, the and so and so it's it's useful to have organization when large needs come up, but most of the stuff that that we need is not a not a is not a national need. It is a it is a very local need, and and we don't need the federal government to be telling us how to build toilets. It's, it's a propensity and, to grow. Right. Well, that's and why so, we have states' rights. I mean, each state is basically a tribe. What? <clears throat> yeah, right. Yeah, those exist. <laughs> yeah. They were a thing. What rights? Right. No, I, I think I, there's a war that established the fact that we don't have individual states no, anymore. Yeah, that, we have, that war. That was a that, pretty bad war. That, that war. So we, we've established that the federal government is indeed the master. But And that was a it was a bad, messy situation. But it, it pretty much did sort of establish that, that the states are indeed subservient to the federal government, which was a bad precedent to set. Well, of course it was. It's what the founders didn't want. But, you know, it's America's it's America's job to solve it. It's kind of where we started with this conver- conversation. If there's mm-hmm. a problem in the United States of America, right. it is not somebody right. else's job to fix it. Our job to fix it. We, we I've need been to get, anti-China for, for a you. long time. It's it's for you and for Mark and it's for uh, oh, Paul. Oh. <laughs> I always want to call him Moses. And Paul and uh, myself. And Heidi and everybody else to do their due diligence as a citizen of this country because it is a democratic republic and uh, we elect people to to have our voices and uh, they go to Washington, D.C. or to Little Rock or uh, meet in a, a special place in the city of Cabot or whatever and make these kinds of decisions. And if they don't make the right ones, then it's up to us to remove them. 
long as our votes are being counted honestly. That's correct. Comes down to. I you know, agree I, with you, that as well. You, you, I, you think they'd let us vote if it actually mattered? I know. Yeah, that's true. Ray Lincoln used to say that all the time on the air. When we were on, he said, well, you know, Dave, if your vote counted, they wouldn't let you vote. That's what he always said. His his other thing he said, Paul, is always read the Saturday paper because that's where they bury the real news. Well, I tell you what, you you vote with your pocketbook. We do. And we have to support the politicians that actually support us. You can't. You can't expect people to go to and fight if you don't support them at well, home. Well, that's not, so that's we not ha- the only we thing. We have to back that, them that, up. The, the kind of stuff you buy, the movies you watch, the whatever else. How, how do you the, the job you take because you want a nicer house or a boat or a car? That we we are voting with our pocketbooks when we do that as well. Yeah, yeah, all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. The market speaks. It does. Yeah. We support always. communism with our pocketbooks. Sure, we do. We, we, you know, we, we, we don't want to pay forty dollars <laughs> for a pair of underwear, so we we buy our underwear from Indonesia or China or wherever it is that where they make them for far less money than what it would take to cost. Yeah, I don't believe in socialism unless the government's sending me a check. <laughs> right, right. And it, it, how, how do you, what, what happens when you, when you, we're going to shrink government as you, you're in a, in a group of people that, 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 that don't like socialism until you say, well, we're going to try to cut government and that's going to conclude a cut to your, your monthly check. It's like, uh, uh, no, we don't, we don't want that. We want this, uh, this other group of people over here to, to have their welfare checks cut, but so did you by the way over the weekend did you see where uh uh, senator rick scott took a bunch of heat uh because he said that he believed that everybody should have skin in the game and so the 50 percent of the american public who pay no income tax whatsoever it's a problem uh need to pay something sure and they you know mcconnell came out immediately after he said that and said well let me just say that republicans are not raising taxes on anybody well and right? that's, and that's, to, that was the point clear. that what's his name ben carson was making is that he, everybody should pay some taxes it shouldn't be that that well that, everybody does there's sales tax well there is know? there is you're right and that's well they're talking of course about federal tax, yeah, right and, and it's but right now there's a lot of people that are that are probably getting more money back through the federal irs system than the, even they're paying in sales tax yeah. they're, they're getting so much money back for their children and we're yeah, like the state of arkansas the, well, well, no, no, they're getting it from the federal, from the IRS. Oh, I know. They're, they're getting I know the, the, the um, mean, Arkansas um, gets back their a lot more than we pay tax into. credit or whatever it's I called. was talking to somebody last week, and um, I kind of understood where they were coming from, but I was sitting there listening to him. I said, do you, you know, I'm thinking to myself, do you hear what you're saying? And this person always talks to me when he sees me. Always solid conservative, you know, I'm for this and for that. And then he was talking about he had just gone to fill out his income tax. Mm -hmm. And when he filled it out, they had been giving people a check every month for their children. It was 200 and something dollars, 300 and something dollars. And then when you went to fill out your taxes, they took that right off the top. They took the federal government, took it back from you. And, and he said, I can't believe they're doing that, blah, 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 blah. And I said, they didn't give it to you. They never said that it was for your keep. You know? <laughs> they sent you an advance. Yeah, they gave they you, an you an advance, advance on it to help you out. That's exactly return. what they did. And now some of those, that amount of money they're getting, they got they got, they got a, a larger no they got larger stipend for each child uh, mm-hmm. each child so they got more money back 
I just thought it was interesting. Suddenly, they taking money from me. Doggone it. Well, it's like taking out a student loan, then all those students like, what? I got to pay those back. I got to pay that back. Yeah, I just, just <laughs> don't. That's just that not does, fair. That's the problem with the federal government doing student loans instead of banks doing student loans the way it used to be done. I had to go in and, man, my parents better had had good credit. If they didn't have good credit, you didn't get a loan right. just it's, the way it, it was. Yeah, probably. Getting student loans like that is is it needs to be going gone into with a lot more consideration than just well I'm just going to go. How old go are to you? College. You're 18, so it's time for you to go to college. What kind of grade average did you have? Oh, can't ask that. All right, we'll be back. We got more to talk about here on Dave Ellswick Show. We talk about stuff other people are afraid to talk about. It's 12 minutes to eight here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Incredible skill. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Ten minutes till eight. Let's talk about this because it was. I wasn't even going to go here on on this, but I'm going to talk about it in just a second. And that is to to work at some places. You must have a bachelor's. You absolutely. Mu- it doesn't matter what it's in, but you must have a bachelor's degree. That's why I said to Mark during the break. Having a bachelor's now is no different than having a high school diploma 20, 30 years ago. You had to have a high school diploma. Uh, we'll talk, look, let's talk about that in just a second. Let me remind everybody about East End Towing first, though, and uh, that they're there when you need them. All you got to do is call them, 501-888-8849, 501-888-8849. No matter the situation that you find yourself in, whether it's on the side of the road whether it's on the side of the road and you're towing your boat or you're towing your trailer, uh, if it's in your driveway and you need a tire change, East End Towing to handle it, and they've got the answers for you. Private property tows, how is that different from a public property tow? There's a big difference. 501-888-8849. Call East End Towing. they got those answers that you'll need when you find yourself in a position. All right, so. You think about Abraham Lincoln, all right? And I always bring up Abraham Lincoln when we're talking about education. He didn't have education where dirt for most of his life. Uh, he went on and, and got, a, I guess, a, a college degree. But I remember all the stories, and they're true, about how he used to do it by sitting by uh, the fire of the, of the fireplace uh, to be able to see with a piece of charcoal, and riding on the blade of a shovel, okay, to do that and to learn. And he he learned a lot of things when he was a young man. I mean, do you know that he was that he worked on uh, the Ohio River? That he was a a river guy, you know, got uh, the produce from the north down to New Orleans and things of that nature. He did that. Uh, he knew how to split rails, uh, you know, make rails out of out of wood, out of uh, lumber. To make fences, and he knew how to Work. run a run a farm, and he knew a lot of different. He things. He also fought duels. Yeah, some of the stories about his duels are pretty funny too. <laughs> yeah, and, he scared the opposition away because he was so tall. And yeah, and he could fight. He could wrestle. Yeah. That was one of the big things that he could do. Is he could wrestle. But here's the key: he went on to be president of the United States, and he could have been, and he would have been. You know, not, there's legitimate questions about habeas corpus and some of the things that he 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 went against but uh, i think that he was a great american president he had uh, 
you had the United States in mind with the decisions that he was making. But the bottom line is uh, you can have as many letters as you want behind your name, and that doesn't make you smart. And uh, I, if I, if I were running a business, I can ask just a few questions and tell whether I want that person working with me or not. Do interviews. So apparently, yeah. Lincoln didn't didn't attend college at all. No, he did not. Not at all. Okay, but he was an attorney, I think. But yeah, that was, he was. That was back before the licensing was required them to have a degree. But I, I think the the point here is that we've got businesses or government organizations that set up standards. They're pretty arbitrary, and I, I think that maybe part of that is that you've got these giant organizations that are too unwieldy to effectively weed out um, bad um, employees, and so they set up these kind of arbitrary standards that, that just paint with a really broad brush, and and they're highly effective at getting rid of some of the real bad losers, but they all get, also get rid of some of the really good people that, that would really be very valuable to the organization. Who, who would you rather? Let me just take it. I'll bring it down to my business, all right? Radio, television. Who do you want to, to hire? The person who has a degree and has no experience in the business or the person who has experience in the business has proven themselves in the business and wants to come work for you. Of course it's the one who's proven themselves in the business. Yeah. There, there was a... There was Not a name. necessarily. Well, I'm just <laughs> telling well, you. Unfortunately, it's, it's completely backwards now. I mean, right. it, well, uh, and so that's the thing, though, is that you've got... There was an older man that that was um, that, that I knew. He's dead now. But he worked as a maintenance man. It happens a, to you when a, you get old. Well, and he worked as a maintenance man in a factory... <laughs> And they they were getting this new robotic machine of some sort, I think. And they, I think the business who who built or engineered the machine said, you've got to have a college degree to run this thing. This guy had gone through eight, eighth grade in public school or, or whatever it was when he was a kid. And he was having to teach the college-educated kids, I guess, how to run the machine, of course, because, of course, they weren't qualified. But um, but he, he didn't meet the qualifications, but he still was – more than capable and qualified to to operate the machine. It's not performance based. It's just uh, did you go and did you pay the money to buy your degree? It's not by right. merit, right? Yeah, well, merit and that's and that's the thing yeah. is that just like just like the, the radio example. Do you want someone with a super degree or do you want someone who who can actually do the job? Yeah. Um, I've got a friend. I think he's a biologist by 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 education, but he's a he's a um, like a, a electronics engineer. He he works all over the world. I thought you were going to say he's like a McDonald's manager. Yeah. No, I think I think no, no. I think I think he's a biologist or, or a physics major or something. But but his his actual job description is that of an electronics engineer. No, he needs to talk to Judge Brown and explain to her what a woman is. <laughs> right. hey, well, in the real world, this sorts itself out in business. I mean, the people that can get the job done usually come to the service in business. You can do what's profitable. And, and what creates the most production uh, until government and you can weed comes, all that out. But if you get government employees that tell you like, oh, no, you you have to hire this person for this reason. You can't right. hire that person for that reason. Until, and there's exactly. consequences. Right. Until business. government gets involved. Government. And, and, and then sometimes it's we, we've got to set up a standard so that we can fire people we don't like. And so we're going to set up this standard right here. This is an easy way to weed out this certain group of people. 
And I think that's happened. Uh, human resources departments exist to make sure you can't fire bad employees. That's right. <laughs> you're exactly correct. It's it's very very true. When people show up with that record. And you're on the side of the interstate, and the guy shows up. You don't ask about a diploma, do you? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they, you they know how to get me up the... on that trailer without <laughs> right. ripping out the bottom of my car? Yes. The, the okay. guy who stops to help you change your flat and. Just of his own free will, and it's like, and they're thankful to, to you. And it's like you got s- somebody that maybe they would they would call for you to be arrested because you're because you're carrying a gun without some special government license, or you're not a government a, a government employee. But then they all of a sudden like you because you're helping them out. Okay, so let me tell you all the topics we've given to you today as you go <laughs> into work that you can start conversations on. You can talk about this that we just talked about. You can talk about if somebody says something bad about your wife, can you slap them? And, and should you slap them? That's a, can we, that's a can, good can one, too. Can we call Alan Clark and ask him to write a piece of legislation to make that legal? No, no. <laughs> I, look, I, I've always said that we should have a three-slap rule. That's what I'm saying. Make, write a piece of legislation to make it legal. Yeah. They should have a, a three-slap for the people who want to get in the left lane and not get out of it. <laughs> that you can you can stop them and slap them three times and try to slap some sense into but the, them. But the fourth time, but, you get you know, a ticket for yeah, that. Well, sometimes yeah. you can get in trouble. I mean... People kid around all the time, and you can cross a line, but mm-hmm. sometimes people might have a medical condition that, that you're making fun of mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. So sometimes you can get in trouble. That's kind of what was happening here. Yeah, I think that with... Um, so there we gave you two topics right. that I guarantee you will make it a lively discussion today at work. Artie, thanks. I'll see you tonight over at the meeting in Lono County. To you, Mark, thanks for coming in and filling in today. And to you, Paul, thank you for coming in. I'm Dave Ellswick, back with you at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. The Women's Power Panel's in and the Bible Guys here on the Dave Ellswick Show.